0: God, mighty God, Whoa, tremendous, Whoa, tremendous, great, great God we've served today. We're starting a new ser- uh, series today um, in our books and uh, talking about the authority of God's word. Oh, it's going to be good. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be good. I, I don't know how much of the actual lesson I'll get in. I've got a whole... Scribble full of notes and scriptures, other things that got me rolling when I was looking at it. But it's going to be really good. We're going to talk about that today. Uh, One verse of scripture before you're seated. 2 Timothy 3.16. 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture. Somebody say all. Every verse now. Every single verse. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. I'm thankful for the Word of God today. It's it's more than just cute little quotes. It's more than just bumper stickers and memes. It it is uh, for our life. And so today we're going to talk about the authority of God's Word, and we're going to talk about its inspiration, its inspiration. Let's pray for the lesson today. Precious Lord, we do love you and honor you in this house. And we thank you for that mighty word of God today. We are born again by the word of God. We thank you for it. Lord, today, open our eyes, our ears, our hearts to understand. Let us hear what the Spirit would say. And Lord, let us desire and strive to live more closer to your word than we ever have before. God, today, bless the preaching, teaching of your word. We're going to praise you for it. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen again. Give the Lord a hand clap and a shout before you're seated. I well, want lift a voice of praise to him in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you can be seated this morning. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord today. We appreciate so much uh, what God's doing uh, in our church, and our people. Uh, we had a tremendous time at Winter Youth Conference on Friday night. And uh, yeah, tremendous time. And saw uh, uh, brother Todd Gillespie filled the Holy Ghost on Friday night. And uh, I guess you'd just had to see him uh, to really get the full effect of what happened. But when he got it, uh, I thought he was going to break Jake's back when he grabbed him and hugged him and was jumping up and down. And but he's like, you know, he 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 was just in amazement and he was questioning himself and just like, man. What did I wait so long for? And he said, man, I'll be honest, I thought y'all were all crazy. But, man, this is, this is the real deal. And he was so excited. So we're just glad about what God's doing, and we're thankful. You know, I would never be able to say that I saw that if it wasn't for God's word. Because what happens to us happens within the realm of God's word. Uh, if Put... Uh, Second Timothy 3.16, back up for me for just a moment while we're talking. Just leave that so we can look at it in reference. But uh, anything that we experience now is going to be because of the authority of God's Word and that uh, it, it happens there. there. There is no this is that moment without God's Word. Yeah, there's no uh, Calvary without God's Word. There's no a uh, new birth without God's word. The Bible says we're born again, not by corruptible seed, but by incorruptible, the word of God. So uh, you know, with, if there is no word, there is no Jesus. For the word was God, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So uh, we can never try to serve God outside of the word of God. Right. The word of God is vital in this day in time more than ever before. The church had its, uh, when they went out to preach the gospel, when Jesus gave them the commission to preach the word to every creature, then, well, when did anybody get the right to change that command, the orders of that great commission? Well, I know that's what Jesus said at the beginning, but today we don't really have to preach. Today we don't really have to get into that book. We don't want to be Bible thumpers. Uh, we, we're gonna uh, we're just gonna paraphrase and a few scriptures and and have a little light understanding of some things and we're going to just be like okay this is all we have to have and they don't even open this book in their services you know there are churches like that they don't preach from the Bible they just they they will reference some things from scripture but uh, but it's more of Let's make you feel good. Let's inspire you and and hope you get a smile on your face before you leave, but you leave unchanged. Uh, You will never live a life for God without that word because the Scripture says that we do not live by bread alone, but we live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So if anybody is telling you they're, they're living for God and they never read their Bible and they don't believe in what the Scripture says, I'm not saying they're just trying to be some way, but they have been led astray somehow because you can't live for God without the Word of God. You, you're not, you, you know, the orders and the, the privilege, the command, the, the power to be able to lay hands on the sick and see them recover never exist without God's Word. It doesn't. There is no power over all the power of the enemy without the word of God. There is no, I'll I'll be with you always without the word of God. There is no, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want without the word of God. We've got to have the word. And so uh, the authority of God's word, its inspiration is the reason that it is so vital for this world today is because Where it comes from. When we read our opening scripture, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And that phrase, inspiration of God, translates to divinely breathed. It's like the breath of God. It comes forth from him. And so uh, because it is his word and there is no God beside him and there will never be a God formed after him, he is the Almighty. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega. And because he is that God, the only God, and this word comes from that God, the creator of all things, the Savior of all men, then it cannot be discounted. That's why all of it, from the front of the book to the back of the book, don't ever say, well, I just like reading that New Testament. Well, sure, but uh, all of it's for you. That's why Paul could tell Timothy, he said, from a child, before Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was written, before any of that was writ- written down, Timothy said, from a child you have known uh, the scriptures that were able to make you wise unto salvation. Because from the beginning, God never sent his people out. Uh, he never pulled them out of that world. He never pulled them out of Egypt without saying, now I'm going to give you something that you can live by. And it was his word. So every scripture in here is profitable for doctrine. So don't get on to somebody when, they say, when they, they're quoting some scripture or talking about some of the, God's word. You go, ah, oh, that's Old Testament. That's old stuff. That's all scripture is given by inspiration of God. God did not put it in there just for filler. You mean all them names are important? They sure are. You mean all the names that I can't pronounce, those genealogies? They make, yeah, everyone, all that's important because when you read it, you see a progression. And, and a lot of people have realized that in studying those names, that the names mean something. And, and when they're in order back to back to back to back, they actually uh, make a statement. But you get to see uh, through the genealogies where... People came from and and how important it was, how each story was that got them to where they are. All scripture is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness uh, because it comes from God, not because it comes from man, not because uh, that, um, you know, somebody human thought it up, but God breathed it. God, you know, through uh, the, 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 Holy Ghost, or the inspiration of His Spirit, of uh, men begin to write these things and speak these things. And, and I know in this world today, and listen, uh, before somebody says, you know, I'm un American and not patriotic or whatever, you know, you know what the argument mainly is today? For just about, you'll always see this somewhere in the news every day. That's not constitutional. It's either people are worried about, it. is it constitutional or unconstitutional? I'm trying to take away my gun rights, that's unconstitutional. You know, killing this. That's uh, unconstitutional. And it, yeah, I believe in the Constitution. I believe it. But if we were as concerned about things that were godly or ungodly, uh, well, because I can tell you that uh, the Constitution was written by men as they were trying to form a country. And uh, But uh, this was written by him, <laughs> This was inspired by him who's trying to, you know what he said about the people that believe this book? He said they seek a better country. He said they're looking for a better country. They're looking for something else. He, he said, I'm trying to get a people together that will, will be worried about godly or ungodly and not so much about what's constitutional or unconstitutional. Because let me tell you, oh, As this world exists and goes on, men will continue to write laws and change laws and break laws. But the Lord said, don't you remove one bit of this word and don't you add nothing to it. He said, you leave it like it is because it came from me. You cannot perfect anything that God has already uh, perfected. His word is perfect. It is divine. It is inspired from him. It comes from him. And, And so don't you ever worry about praying scripture, is that going to help? Yes, it's going to help. Don't you ever worry about standing on scripture. Will I be able to stand? Yes, you will stand. Jesus said, let me tell you about the person that will stand. And he gave a parable about two houses. He said, one man built on the sand. He said, when the storms came, the wind beat on it, and that house fell and it was a great fall. He said, but uh, a man that will believe and obey the word of God is like a man who dug deep, built his house on a solid rock, and when all the winds and the storms and things of life hit him, it stood. You're going to stand when you stick to the word because it comes from God. When men get out of sorts and begin to twist it to their favor and create their own things, well, you're going to have some trouble. But if we will take the word of God for what it is, that doesn't make us old-fashioned. It might make us out of touch with this world. They, 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 you know, we—they they may think we're silly, talk about us, holy rollers, Bible thumpers, you know, religious fanatics, different things they want to call us. But whatever, you know, I would rather—I would rather be a, a fanatic for Him. Yeah, I'd rather be a, a fanatic for Him than anything else that this world wants to kind of mold they want to push me into. And, you know, the thing is is that people are, you know, they they like I said they fight over this constitution. Well they argue over it. They debate over it. It's just they they, you know, they go to debates and, and rallies, they're marching, they're protesting. It's just something, something all the time. All about this Constitution that came from our founding fathers. It's great. But this came from our Heavenly Father. I think I'll stick with my heavenly Father's advice, if I can live by this, whatever else happens in this world, I'm going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Sure, I, won't, I would love for them to do things right and, and leave, you know, just leave it alone if they really. I, I have my views on that, but I do not live by that. I'm not going to lose my mind or lose my religion because they decide, you know, what if they finally pass it and they say, that's it, no more guns? I ain't going to quit serving the Lord. I mean, you know, and guess what? It could happen. They could, they could eventually get to that. Uh, but uh, if I don't want them to, I, I think we ought to be able to have them. I think it's all right. But I'm not here to talk about gun control or anything else. I'm talking about God's word today. And if I live by his word, and if everybody lived by his word, well, we wouldn't need no gun. We, except for hunting, we wouldn't need it for protection. We could we could use it to hunt or do things like that or sport. But, but what I'm saying is that if everybody was concerned about what was godly or ungodly and looked into this word, the world would be in a lot better place. So this is God's word. And so if we would, uh, you know, like I said, people will fight for, for the things of this world, but, but what did they say in the Scripture about Scripture? Uh, Jude 1 and 3 said this, that we ought to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered. I think I gave you, did I not give you that Scripture, sis? I probably didn't. I, I probably wrote it down here. and then for, Like I said, I've got stuff scribbled all in this thing, but Jude said that, listen, we need to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. And so, you know, well, what's that faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And so they didn't have any faith or anything without God's word. He said, we need to contend for the words of God. We need to make sure that we are standing on the promises and upholding that banner and saying, I am not ashamed to live by God's word. When Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, he wasn't just talking about one little uh, verse of scripture from John three sixteen. Uh, he didn't even know what John three sixteen was, uh, but he knew that there was a Savior and he knew there was a gospel and there was a, a life and a death and a burial and a resurrection of a Savior. And he said, "I'll preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified." and And but everything else falls under that. He he didn't forget about uh, Moses and the prophets. He didn't forget about them when he was preaching because he, he knew that even in those things, in those books, remember. Now you got to think about. That first century church uh, at the beginning, they didn't have a New Testament and Psalms and Proverbs from the Gideons. They didn't have uh, you know that to jump back, but, but they, they did have the Psalms and they did have Proverbs and they had the prophets. They had Isaiah and they had uh, Joel and all these different prophets to preach from and that's what they preached from. i never heard Peter quote Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. But I did hear him quote David and Joel. And he preached the church was born from his message that he preached on the day of Pentecost. And he had to preach the word because it was inspired by God. And so he preached from David and he preached from Joel. And he said, this is that that was spoken of by the prophet. And he began to talk about Christ out of the prophets. And when he was done with that, all those Jews were struck in their heart. What shall we do? And he gave him an answer. Repent and be baptized. Now that was scripture. It might not have been written down anywhere yet unless he wrote it on his notepad when Jesus said, Hey, uh, I need you to go and preach repentance and remission of sins in my name beginning at Jerusalem uh, because that is scripture. But what Peter preached from that point, it was scripture. Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and you know what? That he said that because it came from God manifest in the flesh. It came out of his mouth and it went into Peter's ears. And he echoed that to the 3,000 that day. And as many as believed, they were added to the church and baptized and filled the Holy Ghost. And it happened just like God said it would because God's Word is infallible. God's Word is inspired. God's Word will accomplish what it sets out to accomplish. <laughs> And Peter proved it on that day. They all heard what Jesus said, and Peter stood up and preached what he said, and it worked, and it worked over and over and over again. And guess what? When Paul started preaching it, he didn't even hear it from Peter. He said, I didn't go talk to Peter or nobody to get what I'm preaching. He said, I got it straight from the Lord. Isn't it funny how we preached the same thing that Peter preached? Yeah, you know, why? Because God's not changing his word from one group to the other. It don't change from one preacher to another. Hello. It's going to be the same, just like he give it. And so Paul preached the same thing. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Well, we ain't heard if there be a Holy Ghost. And how were you baptized? And he started talking to them about Christ. And he said they were baptized in the name of the Lord. And when he laid his hands on them, they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues. Well, that's what happened when Peter preached. And the same thing happened when Paul preached years later. Still worked. Guess what? It still works today. People, you know what happened Friday night? There was a young girl that was over there by where we were sitting sitting at. Her name was Jocelyn. She goes to the church in Milledgeville at Brother McGar's church. And we laid hands on her and prayed for her. Guess what? God filled her with the Holy Ghost. You know what happened about 10 minutes later? They took her in that baptistry and she was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Just like it was on the day of Pentecost. Just like it was on the birthday of the church. Because that word still works. The promise is still unto us and to as many as the Lord our God shall call. And she was filled with promise that was spoken over 2,000 years ago. It still had the same punch. It still had the same power. It was still the hot Holy Ghost fire. That word of God's inspired. There is authority in the word of God. And we have to preach the word of God. We have to preach the Bible because it is God's inspired word. It, it comes from him. That's why we preach the Bible. That's why uh, that, uh, Paul told Timothy, 1 Timothy 4 and 16, he said, you need to take heed Until the doctrine continue in it, for in doing this you'll save yourself and those that hear you. The only chance we got is to stick with the word. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Make sure you are examining yourself to see if you're still in the book. And when you start, you know, when you start shedding pages the 5th to 21st century, you're out of the book. This book don't never go out of style. It, you know what? We have summer fashions and spring fashions and winter fashions and fall fashions. This is every season fashion. You, 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 you're like, well, you know, I don't wear a, a big parka in the summertime because it ain't fashionable for the summer because It's hot. And I'll die, and you'll look so silly walking around with a big Eskimo suit on in Georgia. Well, starting about September, you know, or you know, well, no, you got you got to wait about February to pull that coat out. Uh, But anyway, this don't change with the season. It don't change with the season of this world. It don't change with the seasons of my life. It's always the same. It's constant, it's steadfast, it's immovable, it's forever settled in heaven. The Lord said, heaven and earth will pass away, but not my word. Because God's eternal, and if he is the word, then his word is eternal. My word is forever settled in heaven. You can't find no authority greater than the word of God. And that word will help us and move in, in us and guide us in this land. And so we, we have to preach the word of God because it is inspired by Him, and this world has no hope of salvation. It has, hey, there is no hope of heaven without the Word, there is no hope of life everlasting without the word. There's, there's no hope of, of healing or deliverance without the word. There's no hope of peace that passes understanding without the word. There is no uh, with every temptation I'll make a way of escape without the word. We've got to have the word of God. And, and we can come up with all kind of solutions and, 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 and things to tell people and it might make them feel better for a little while, but it won't change their life. If it's founded in the word, if it's got scripture It'll change their life, but but you know there there are programs and and, and self help books and all kinds of things that are written and, and people say, "Well, I'll do this," and it, you know, "Hey, that just makes sense." Stop eating this, and you'll feel better. Okay, well, that's just common sense. That's not, but your common sense comes from the Lord. Uh, but I'm talking about, but you can eat healthy and still be lost. You can eat healthy and still be a murderer. You can eat healthy and still be a liar. But if you want to be better all the way around, if you want to really live your life like it was meant to be lived, then you will live it by the Word of God. Hey, if you live it by the Word of God, you'll eat healthy. You'll take care of this temple. You won't abuse yourself with the things of this Word. Yeah, if you were, is that in there? Well, guess what? Read it and find it. Get in there and study and see what the Lord says about taking care of yourself and and what it means to to really live by his word. It'll cover every aspect. Well, I don't think God really cares what I eat. Well, then go on and eat you a big spoonful of poison and see what happens. See if he cares about that. When you're choking on your last breath, you think, maybe God didn't want me to do that. Yeah, God cares about things that we eat and things that we do and, and how we look and how we dress and how we act and how we talk and where we go and who we associate. God cares about every bit of that stuff, and it's all in this book. And it's not, uh, hey, you call it, well, that's just being legalistic. It's not legalistic to want to live by the Word of God. God's not a, a, a dictator. He's God. And he loves people and he's compassionate and he's long-suffering and and he's merciful and he's gracious and so should we be. And if we live by God's word, we will be if we really live by his word and don't turn it to our own uh, definitions and, and our own understanding. But if we just take God's word, it's the authority and it's profitable for doctrine. And so we get our doctor. Hi, you know, I had a question on our, our Facebook page the other day. Somebody sent us a message. wanting to know they noticed something in our services and asked, uh, was that in the Word of God? Did, did we do that because it was in the Bible? And I said, we find that the Word of God covers all aspects of our life. And anything we do, we do it because we find it in Scripture. Right. We have not made this up and come up with it on our own. We find its basis in His Word. Do I, certainly I know that times have changed and, and I know that we're not uh, sacrificing uh, goats and bulls and things like that, you, you know, that, but people that don't read the word don't have don't, don't know what you're talking about, uh, you know, because if, if y'all believe everything in the Bible, how come y'all ain't got no big altar out there and slaying animals and burning them up on it? Have you read anything? You know, uh, so I don't want to just be, Anyway, I can't just spend time on that. What I'm saying is that people would just read the Word of God and live by this. It. it is the authority in my life. It is the authority in your life. Is, and guess what? It's the authority of this world. Yeah. That uh, The Bible says that we understand by faith that the, this world was framed by the Word of God. It was designed and built by the Word of God, and even one writer said, "If people, you know, that keep talking about, uh, well, you know, God, when is He coming back? He ain't coming back. It's been like this forever." Said they just they're ignorant and they don't understand that, you know, like in the days of Noah and things like that. Said things were held in store by God's Word. It was God; everything is according to His Word. And guess what? Time is set by God. The time limit of this earth, heaven and earth, is going to pass away. You know who's got the authority over that? God does, and it's in His Word. And so, whether they believe it or not, one day uh, this world will be consumed in fire. And God said it already; it's already in here. We read it; we know that's coming. And so, uh, we don't. We live presently because we know what's coming future-wise. That's why we, well, why we preach and why we warn and why we tell people about this word because you got to know how to live now so you'll be able to live then. And so you can't uh, uh, put it off and say, well, I'll just I'll figure it out when I get there. I, I'm good at stuff. I, you know, I just take things as they come and I'll figure it out. You won't figure that out. You're not going to have some kind of MacGyver trick that you can uh, put your chewing gum wrapper in a bobby pin and make it to heaven. It ain't going to work. You're going to have to get there by the word. It's going to take God's word to get in there. It is the authority. And so we preach that word. And, and sometimes it's not even with our mouth, but it's with our life. It's the way we act, the way we carry ourselves. It's, it's the lifestyle. And people say, well, there's something going on there. There's something different about you. And and, and you, then it just opens the door. And you don't have to say, okay, sit down. Genesis 1 and 1. You, you, know, you don't have to start right there and try to, quote the whole Bible to them in one sitting but you can tell them I live like I live because of what God has done in my life. Well what do you mean now the conversation is rolling you begin to tell them well the scripture says and then you just the, that, now it's open and you can do it but, but you, you're telling them what God did according to his word you know even when I didn't know all the scripture it still worked in my life I didn't, I didn't know hey that first night I hit the altar praying and crying repenting and giving it up I, I had no idea about all the things that were fixing to hit me because of that but it did the good and the bad the good feeling came I was like wow and then the stuff that was like hard to get through But, but you know what I saw it in the word Man, why am I struggling like this? I'm looking at thinking, how oh, strange the fire trial that is to try you. Oh, it's already in the Word. So I, knew, I should have, if I'd have read this, I'd known this was coming. So I started studying everything. I said, I want to know what's coming. I don't want to be caught off guard. I want to be blindsided. I want to know what's going to happen. So it, uh, with, that's why we make it through. That's why we endure. That's why we are going to see it through to the end because we already know that the book says these things are coming. And though I fall, I'm not utterly cast down. Rejoice not against me. When I fall, I shall arise. Yeah, there's no weapon formed against me that shall prosper. I, I I get it. Now, I've got scripture that helps me every day. That's why I live every day according to God's word, because it is inspired by Him. And so I can, don't, listen, you'll never look here and say, I just don't think that one will work for my life. No, I think I, let, let me get this fellow's book over here and, and see. Uh, it's, he's it's, it's, he's sold a hundred copies of this, so uh he's got a blog, you know, he's so ain't nothing wrong with blogging. We got people that blog and stuff, so I, ain't nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying there's some guys that they, they will believe everybody but God. Yeah. Uh, well, well, you know, they 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 they're rich. They on TV, they got they on New York's best sellers list. This is the best selling book ever written. Yeah. This, this is the best-selling book. You'll find everything you need for life in this book. This is the book, uh, you know, that uh, we believe in, that we that, that we trust in, that we live by. And all that book's full of contradictions. You know what? Contradictions arise when you try to live by one scripture. when when, when you've got your your, your top ten list of scripture and that's all you live by you'll find contradictions all the time because well I don't no, I don't know that scripture you know, I had a guy one time he said, he said you believe you can be lost once you're saved I said I sure do he just ha! where do you find that so I turned to the scripture and I showed it to him I'd never seen that yeah. Your preachers probably never preached it either. But you can't change it. You can't change it. And so he was like, wow, blown away. He said, You believe you gotta be baptized to be saved? I said, I sure do. Why? I said, You believe what Jesus says? I believe every word he said. Mark sixteen, sixteen, Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Hmm. Peter said that in the day of the Noah, eight souls were saved by water. The light figure whereinto baptism doth also now save us. Well, that was Peter. Yeah, the man with the keys of the kingdom, that Peter. Yeah, that's who he was. I know who he was. But hey, let's just forget that it was Peter and go back and see what Paul said. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for approval, proof of correction. It'll correct your course. If you've been traveling through this world thinking, I got to be baptized, to be saved, well, now God's correcting your course. So we think correction like you're going, like God's going, I said be better. And it ain't God. God's saying, hey, come, come here, Oscar. If he's got to get right down here, but he starts doing like this, the word will say, no, 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 right here, baby. There you go. That word, it'll correct your course if you let it. If you're not so eat up with ego and pride that you go, I've been believing this for 30 years. Ain't nobody going to tell me different now. Even God can't tell them different. And yet it don't change the effectiveness or the authority of God's word. It'd be sad to stand before him one day and he'd go, Man, I was throwing all kinds of signs up trying to get you back on track. I had people preaching to you, talking to you, coming to you, praying with you, and you just would not let go of your tradition and your. And 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 I'm sorry, but I can't go beyond my word either. And I can't go against my word. He that believeth that is baptized shall be saved. Ye must be born again, born of water and of the Spirit. If you can believe John 3, 16, why can't you believe John 3 and 3 and 4 and 5 and 6 and 7? see, the contradictions arise when you got your top ten favorite. But we must preach the whole Word of God, all the Word of God. The Bible says that the Word of God is here a little, is there a little. It's line upon line, precept upon precept, you'll have a greater a much greater understanding of the New Testament if you will study the Old Testament. You will see things pop open before your eyes you'll be like, What <laughs> just happened how did, what? I, you know I, that's why it marvels me and I'm in awe sometimes at reading through the gospel over over and the people that could not believe that he was actually the Christ. Was y'all sleeping during y'all's Sabbath school? I don't guess it was Sunday school. You know, I mean, did you, was you, you missed the, the part? You, did you miss the whole book of Isaiah? Is that what happened? Is it just, I mean, how? When those guys were questioning that man that was blind from birth, it blows my mind. The guys say, look, if He wasn't from God. He could do. He could do nothing. Boy, they just lit him up. He was on fire. But hey, what if he had said, "Don't you remember what Isaiah 35 said?" Of course, they probably didn't call it Isaiah 35. But you know, remember what Isaiah wrote—that when our God comes to save us, then would blinded eyes be open? You know that Elijah and Elisha and nobody else did never no prophet in the Old Testament, nobody, nobody ever opened blinded eyes, nobody opened blinded eyes, that was reserved for him, so that they would know, this is your God. Yeah. He told us, that, then the lame's going to leap, people's going to, deaf ears going to be all it just, well, let's say, hey, you know when Jesus comes around, the blind open, their eyes get open, the ears get unstopped, lame people jumping around, where have I read, I've heard that somewhere before, Yeah, when your God comes to save you. But they couldn't see it. Couldn't take it. Oh, no. Ain't no prophet rising out of Galilee. It can't be. It can't happen. He ain't no king. Look at him. But he was. It didn't change the authority of God's word. And so we preach Jesus Christ and him crucified and everything that that entails, everything else falls under it. And I have not just believed Men, I have believed God. Second Peter he wrote this to the church, Second Peter um, one and verses sixteen through twenty-one, he said, For we have not followed cunningly devised fables, when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For well, he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him. From the excellent glory, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shines in a dark place unto the day dawn and the day star rise in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Always inspired by God. Always inspired by God. And we must preach the word of God. We've got to preach that word because it is inspired. This world has no hope except we preach this word. That's why you know people have twisted Romans ten into something that it's not. But it's it does give a declaration of the necessity of the word. For in Romans ten thirteen through seventeen, he said, "For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved." But you can't take that one scripture and build a a, a Romans road to salvation on it. It's, it won't because you you're completely missing all the rest of the ingredients. Uh, You need to study that scripture and see where it was written long before it got there. Before Paul ever wrote it here, he was just writing about his own conversion. But he said, how can they call on him whom they have not believed? And how can they believe of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? That doesn't mean someone licensed with a card. Sure, them, but anyone who believes this gospel can preach the gospel. You can preach it to your family, preach it to your schoolmates, preach it to the people at work. Uh, all of us can preach God's word. And how shall they preach except they be sent? as written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. Hearing by the word of God. The word must be preached, or nobody's going to have faith. Nobody's going to be we can't build a church without the word of God. You can build a gathering of people and you can label it a church, but you will never build a church because Jesus said, "Upon this rock I shall build my church," the word made flesh said, "I'll build a church. It'll be built on me. It'll be built on my word, on on who I am, on the authority of my word." There's no born again people without the word. There is no body of Christ without the word. And we have no hope without the word. In 1 Corinthians 1 21, he said he chose the foolishness of preaching. People don't like preachers today. The world's us in a bad light. Hollywood makes us look like clowns. You know, they, they act like we're powerless and, and stupid and always falling into trouble and getting things, you know, they just make religious and Christian people look silly. So people have a, a, a slanted view of, of preachers. But he said, God, it pleased God. It, this is, God saw that and he said, man, I like this. I like this idea. I'm going to take this guy that nobody cares about, nobody likes. People think they just think he's an idiot. I want him a preacher and he's going to preach the gospel and people are going to be saved and people are going to be like, I never would have thought that would have happened. But it pleased him that by the foolishness of preaching, to save those who believe. Well, they can't be saved and they can't even believe unless there's preaching going on. But what are they going to preach? They're going to preach the word of God because that's how we're saved, by the word of God. Paul was so, you know, uh, he, he loved that gospel and loved the word and he loved preaching and he said in 1 Corinthians 9 and 16, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. I've got to preach the gospel. Woe is unto me. I don't know how God would was going to react with him, but I know he felt it in himself. I, I love the word so much that woe is unto me. I'm, I'm going to be a sad... Listen, if you are called to preach, you will be the most miserable human on this earth as long as you deny that call because it's going to eat you up inside. If you are called to preach and you are not nurturing that gift to preach, you will be a sad case, a miserable somebody you need to make sure that you are giving, uh, making your calling and election sure. You're doing everything you need to do. I was in here praying this morning and the Lord reminded me of the scripture that uh, you know, no man putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. And then I said out loud, I said, yeah, but it also Lord, it doesn't do any good for me to grab the, the plow and it never move. A lot of people's have propped up on the plow and ain't nothing getting done. I was called to preach. Nothing's happening. Leaning on the plow. Fields don't get done. Nothing works. Nothing's growing. Nothing's being. I don't want to uh, use the plow of this gospel as a prop. Oh, you know what this plow means, don't you? I'm a preacher. Well, you're preaching. Well, I ain't preaching today. I'm just propping on the plow. Well, you ain't going to be able to sow no seed. You ain't going to be able to reap no harvest. Quit propping up on the plow. Grab a whole of it. Don't look back and, and drive it, drive it, drive it. Break that ground up. Break this world up. Break these things up. Sow that seed. Sow that seed of the gospel. It's the only way this world's gonna be reached. The only way this world's gonna to be touched. Honey, if you want to come on to the music, you can stand with me this morning. When Moses went to the mountain, he took two tablets that he cut out. But the words written, he said, were written by the finger of God. He said that twice. That the words that were inscribed in stone were I didn't write the words. They came from God. It was Exodus 31 and 18 when he said that, that it was written by the finger of God. In other words, these tablets right here, oh Moses, come on, that's just Yeah, I know what it is. God's word. It was written by Him. God told them read Deuteronomy six and, and and then read chapter twenty-eight and read what he said about that because the Lord told them, now that I've brought you out of Egypt, if you don't keep my commandments, why do we got to keep your word? Because I'm God. I mean, that's enough answer right there. Be ye holy because I'm holy. And I called you out. And, but he said, you know, or Deuteronomy 28, he said, if you do these things, he said, all these blessings are going to uh, come upon you and overtake you. And, but then he went on to say, But if you forsake this word, and he began to, he spent more, more scripture is spent listing how wrong your life will be than it is how good your life will be. God wants you to know that it's going to tear you to pieces to live, try to live outside my word. You want to stick with the word of God. Hebrews 2 and 1, the writer said here to the church, He said, therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time let them slip. I don't want to forget what I've heard in this house of the Lord. I don't want to forget what I've heard in prayer. I don't want to forget what I've heard out of this book. He said, you need to give. Don't don't think that in this 21st century that now it's okay to get outside this book Oh, yeah, I used to believe that back when I was a kid in Sunday school. I used to believe that back when I first got in church. And But now, it's a different world, modern world. And, and I can... No, you can't. Not if you want to stay right, you can't. You've got to stay in the book if you're going to be saved. It's inspired by Him. Not by man. We're vessels that He uses, but... I couldn't on my best day write something like this, come up with this. And let me tell you, all this stuff is wrote, and all the fiction stuff and things that you read and made up today. A lot of it, you know where you'll you start looking? They found their inspiration in here. And then they just twisted it and turned it, changed some names, did some things, all so they could make money with it. But I ain't worried about making money with it. I just want to go to heaven one day. So live this word, preach this word. Not because I said so, but because it's inspired by God. It's God's word. Let's pray this morning. Jesus, thank you so much for this wonderful word. We praise you today for your instruction, Lord, for the gospel that saves us, Lord, that changes us, Lord, the word of God that we're born again by. We're so thankful, Lord, that somebody has sown that seed of the gospel into our lives and Lord, now let us take heed to remember and be reminded of the things that we have learned and things that we have heard. Let us examine ourselves to make sure that we are in the faith, O God. And Lord, let us be concerned more with things that are godly and ungodly so that we can be found pleasing in your sight. We love you, we praise you, we thank you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I love the word of God. Love the word of God thankful for it today it's it's a rich blessing in any of our lives you just don't know if you hadn't tried it how can you say I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good if you don't read this book because this is where you're going to find out about him right here praise God God bless you let's find a place to pray before the next service looking forward to God doing some great things God bless you this morning